Hello and welcome to the Raw Fork Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marina Buxov, and I'm a functional medicine pharmacist in New York, as well as an integrative health coach and clinical herbalist. I'm pleased to go into season three of this podcast and continue to bring on other holistic-minded pharmacists and healthcare professionals to the show. I'm constantly inspired by my guests and their stories and love sharing their points of view with you all. Please enjoy the show. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm so honored to have the privilege to sit and talk with such amazing, talented, driven, and dedicated pharmacists and other practitioners on this show. Today is no exception as I explore the journey of a very mission-oriented healthcare professional. Dr. Esther Aniani is a pharmacist, a health coach, and aspiring functional medicine practitioner. She graduated from UNC Chapel Hill and has been practicing pharmacy for 14 years in the community setting. She became board certified in geriatric pharmacy in 2018. She trained as a health coach from Health Coach Institute after observing and recognizing the struggle of her patients, especially those with chronic conditions whose health kept deteriorating. She's currently training as a functional medicine practitioner from Functional Medicine University. Her passion is to bring hope to her patients by teaching them to be active participants in their own health and reduce their pill burden. So without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Esther to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Raw Fork Podcast. I'm super excited to welcome today Dr. Esther Onioni. She is um, a pharmacist and a health coach, and she's aspiring to be a functional medicine pharmacist. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Marina. Thank you for welcoming me to your show. Yeah, I'm super excited to just dig in and ask you about your background, how you grew up, um, why did you choose the field of pharmacy, and you know your career path. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, so yeah, I'm Dr. Estonioni. I am a pharmacist. I'm a mom of three, a wife. I'm a health coach, and I'm an aspiring uh, functional medicine pharmacist. And I'm also a Sudoku enthusiast. <laughs> I like puzzles Hi. and. And, uh, and um, a travel enthusiast. I love to travel as well. I am owner of the uh, I'm the owner of the Wellness Pathfinders, and uh, we're located here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it's a coaching. Uh, we do coaching, and we do coach um, patients or people who are living with diabetes, and who would like to take the, a different route from the contemporary or contemporary, you know, regular medications who would like to feel better and um, feel energetic, get rid of their blood sugar roller coaster, who would like to feel um, or reduce, re- reduce their pill burden and reduce their progression to their to their biggest complications and just increase their quality of life. So we coach them to get to these goals. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, how did you step into that role? Like, can you tell us a little bit about how you grew up and um, how you got your pharmacy license degree, you know, what state you're in, um, how you practice? Yeah, so I was born in Kenya. That's where I grew up. I came to the United States uh, after high school. So just growing up in Kenya, it's a place, it was a square group, it was a small community. I wasn't exposed to a lot of things that will aspire me to, to say, oh, when I grow up, this is what I want to do. You know, we were doing a lot of farming, a lot of uh, small scale farming and uh, selling whatever we produce or consuming it. Uh, so didn't have a lot of role models to, to you know, encourage me to go a particular way. So I didn't know any different. I grew up uh, going to boarding school most of my life. And um, so really not much exposure, except again, the way I got into pharmacy is when, um, whenever we, in, in Kenya, it's a malaria endemic country. So we suffered from a lot of malaria. Mm-hmm. So 
whenever you get sick, so I suffered through that a lot of times, you know, your, your, my grandparents or some older person in the community will just go to the bush or to the farm and plant some herbs and crush them, boil them, and have you drink it, you know? And then I kept wondering, how does this work? You know, I, that's bad in my mind. How does this happen that it heals you? <clears throat> but whenever you're not able to heal, that's when you, uh, you are taken to the hospital. <clears throat> so at the hospital, these were government hospitals that uh, the government supplied medicine uh, so you, you could go there at, and get treatment at no charge or at a low cost. But every time we went there, there was no medicine. And so it required you to queue to get to wait for the doctor to diagnose you. And then you mostly and always, they'll send you to the hospital to purchase your medicine. And then it was always something that's injectable. So they would actually send you back to the hospital to get injected and, uh, you know, this is where I saw a lot of suffering, you know, because we are now I'm out of my small community onto the hospital. And I just saw a lot of suffering, people were struggling because they're sick, they have malaria or whatever other acute conditions going on. And I, the way they were treated, that being a government hospital made me feel like, oh my gosh, I wish there was a way I could help them, you know. But then whenever we went to the pharmacy, this is where I was sparked, you know, my, my curiosity was sparked more because here this, professional was such an expert, they would listen to somebody's description of their diagnosis and they would um, walk to the back and bring the medication they need. They always knew what to bring, what to do. And I thought that's exactly what I would love to do. You know, I would be able to talk to people and help them. They don't have to suffer through going to the hospital, you know. So, but you know, this is something I didn't tell anybody because I wasn't dreaming growing up. I'm still somebody from a small community. And I didn't tell anybody, I just went about life. And then after high school, I still didn't have a spot to what I was gonna do because if I wanted to go to college, you had to have money to go to college. And this was not you know, a place I came from where we had money. If you, had to, if you wanted to be a pharmacist, a doctor, uh, engineer, lawyer, you had to come from money or you had to get a scholarship. Well, I didn't get either of these. Um, so I was thinking after high school, I'm going to be a chicken farmer. My mom had a, uh, was farming chicken. She was a teacher as well. But, you know, nobody talked about, oh, what are you going to do after uh, when you grow up? I, I didn't dream. So I was thinking, oh, well, I'm just going to join the family business. We'll do wholesale farming and just sell and do the um, uh, to the local restaurants and farm, you know, not farms, but um, businesses. Mm -hmm. And so that wasn't something I was thinking of. I wasn't thinking I'll do anything big when I grew up. But my life really changed when after high school, we, we got a green card and came to the United States. So my family migrated here in, uh, to the United States. And we found ourselves, you know, going around, oh, being shown around like this, are you, this is your grocery store because, you know, there are no markets here. This is your um, schools. This is where you sign up for Medicaid because you need insurance. And my, my dad showed me the local community. This is your school. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, yes, I'm going to college. <laughs> so this is like opportunity I didn't see coming. And then, you know, so now I allowed myself to dream again. You know, I brought that dream back up. And yes, I did go to college. Uh, I had my undergrad in chemistry. I remember going to college for the first time. I, I never even attended the orientation. So I didn't know anything about um, being in college in the United States. I just showed up because some counselor um, signed me up for classes and they, sent, they told me, this is, these are your classes because I've chosen to be a chemistry major and this is where they're going to be. And I just showed up and kept going with it. I didn't even know how to operate a computer. I just kept going with it. Um, I did graduate uh, with a chemistry degree and applied to pharmacy school. And um, I went to pharmacy school at UNC Chapel Hill here in North Carolina and uh, graduated in 2006. 
Wow. wow. What an inspirational story. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. So you guys won the green card lottery? Uh-huh. Yes. Wow. Yeah. But that's kind of difficult too, because like, you know, you have to start from scratch and like, you don't really know anybody here. You don't have family here. You just like, you know, on your own and figuring everything out, like what to do. Completely. Yes. Uh, every time I go through something difficult, I remind myself, we moved here, we made it. Like <laughs> I could figure something out. Definitely. It was a, a complete start from scratch. Uh, when I look back, there's a lot of things we go, oh my gosh, we didn't know we, you know, for instance, the neighborhood where we first lived, uh, when I tell people this is where I lived, we lived up in, we first were in New Jersey. Oh. And this is where we lived. And people like, oh my gosh, you really lived there? <laughs> like, I wouldn't live there. And I'm like, I was so happy to be there. <laughs> I don't care what it was. I was here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you have uh, many siblings? Yes, I'm the oldest of four, um, and we all had to figure it all out, and somehow we did. Wow. Yeah, it's like, you know, learning a new, like, culture, um, a new place of living, the new new way of doing things. Um, uh-huh. Language. Yeah, we, we kept looking for the food that we were used to eating, you know, and we had to learn different to eat differently because we couldn't find it uh, most of the time yeah absolutely um i moved to new york um from my country which is ukraine when i was nine so mm. I, there was a big period of adjustment too with like the language and yeah just learning how to do everything differently and uh, you know my parents had to look for for different jobs and it was you know I can like relate, but especially, you know, when somebody has friends and family, which we did have some contacts, which was a blessing, but I, I know that um, if you don't have any contacts, it could be quite lonely, you know? Yeah, well, we had some aunties here who helped us maneuver our way around. And um, I remember <laughs> they brought us clothes and, uh, just it was a complete starting over we had a, everything was used in the house you know all the furniture but we were so happy we didn't even care what um, condition it was the fact is that we were here and here i was dreaming again yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. like we you know sometimes like got used furniture you know in the beginning that people would just like throw out and um yeah, also, like, I, I can totally relate to starting over and building from scratch. And um, now the world is, like, very different than it used to be. Like, now people are much more, like, maneuverable and, like, we can uh, contact people globally. But yeah. before, it was, like, you're completely cut off from, you know, your place of where, where you came from. And it, it was, like, very scary. Completely. I agree. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So um, after you graduated school, what were your next steps? So remember, I saw this pharmacist in Kenya who was such an expert and had me dreaming. So I graduated from pharmacy school and um, went to work in the community setting because that's the setting I had in mind. Um, I liked to have that one-on-one -on -one with the patients and uh, just discuss what they need and cancel or refer them, you know, so I was available there. And, you know, in my mind, they don't get to do a lot of suffering because I would be conveniently able to, able to be able to help them with whatever they need. So I went to work in a community setting and that's where I've worked. I've been a pharmacist for 14 years. Um, in that time, I, you know, I saw how, however, I noticed how different it is to practice in the United States versus in Kenya. You know, what I had seen over there, you know, somebody walks into the pharmacy, they describe what they need and the pharmacist will give them, you know, so they don't need an, uh, a prescription to get an antibiotic, uh, which here you, you would. And then also the convenience, you know, here you will get medication if you go to the pharmacy, uh, despite or no matter how expensive it is, it's available. And over there, it was more of if 
something was prescribed to you and it's not available, we can't get it, we can't guarantee it, we just don't have it, especially if it's expensive, you know, the pharmacists don't stock it and so you just have to find alternatives. So, and then there was a lot of medication shortages over there versus here where it was, you know, conven just convenience here is a great thing. And then also just the different lifestyles we live because people in Kenya walk a lot more because they don't have cars. So it's like a lifestyle of walking all the time and eating from the farm because um, they probably just don't have money to buy all the processed food or animal products that's quite expensive. So there was not as many chronic conditions as compared to what I observed when I started practicing pharmacy here. You know, because here we are trained in pharmacy school to treat people who have chronic conditions. I know we did not question it when we were being uh, trained, but you know, they'll say if somebody has um, high blood pressure, you know, you follow the GNC7 guidelines. If somebody has um, diabetes, you follow the ADA guidelines. And that's what we had, we did not question. So what if, because of course those guidelines uh, say, well, you, you start with this medication and you proceed to add on this and that. Of course, the, it mentions lifestyle changes, but when people go to the doctor, they, they already see that you definitely do give them medication. So there's, there's not that chance to tell them to um, go back to lifestyle changes. So they already start with medication and they continue adding on according to the guidelines. And so I noticed that my patients in the pharmacy were just having, uh, were chronically ill and they were getting medication. It was more like treating, <clears throat> constantly adding on medication, you know, so like somebody came in with diabetes, next thing you know, they have something for two, three medications for diabetes and medication for the complications, which they already have, mm -hmm. uh, which is probably how they're they presented to the doctor in the first place. So they already have a lot of medication. So it felt as if you're treating uh, a chronic condition with, uh, with acute treatment uh, of a chronic condition is probably how I would describe it because here you are constantly giving them medication for the symptom they're having and never having a chance to address uh, the underlying reason why they're having or just like let's hit the reset button and see what is going on. So that's what I recognized a lot practicing and I kept wondering how I can step in further for these uh, uh, clients or customers or patients. Uh, they were just uh, constantly saying, or they would have six, eight medications, but they will constantly say, I don't like taking medicine. And you know, you would wonder why, uh, but they, they need it, you know, and they're taking it here every month, but how else can you help them? Because they need it. I know that I believe them, they don't want to take it. And they, maybe nobody has told them what else they can do beyond the fact that they were diagnosed with whatever condition it is. And so uh, having practiced pharmacy for 14 years I, and just looking at how else I can come in for these patients, that's how I started doing my research and uh, noticed or found out, uh, learned about uh, health coaching and functional medicine. Yeah, yeah, I can totally relate to that as well. So can I ask you, uh, in Kenya, is it uh, some um, medications do need a prescription, but it's a lot less percentage, or is it everything is available without a prescription? It's available without prescription, except uh, the purpose of the pharmacist there is to give people the medication they, they need. In other words, somebody would basically go to the hospital to get the diagnosis, and then they'll go to the pharmacy to, to get whatever medication that is. So if they knew that this is the medication they need, they don't even have to go to the hospital. They can actually get it. Okay, I see. So yeah. it's still behind the pharmacy counter, but you know, it's available to them. Yeah, in Eastern Europe and, and Western Europe as well, um, 
we have like a similar system too, where a lot more percentage is available over the counter, but mm -hmm. there are certain restrictions that um, are not available without a prescription. But it's it's much of you know less regulated than it is. Yes, totally. Uh huh. Yeah. I remember going to visit one time and. My son was coughing a lot and I walked into the pharmacy and was looking for some cough suppressant and they, 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 they were just offering me, okay, here's a cough suppressant, you might need amoxicillin too. <laughs> and I'm thinking, not really, I just need <laughs> something for the cough for now at least. And you know, so it's, it's that accessible. The, the only other thing with that is you're prone to run into somebody who is not necessarily a pharmacist, uh, you know, giving you something to take, which they're really good at, you know, if you trained and you're a pharmacist, you get more customers or more clients because, you know, word of mouth goes out that that's a professional versus somebody who is just selling medicine and they're not a pharmacist. Mm. So you're allowed to sell medicine without training too? Well, if you own a pharmacy and you're not a pharmacist and then oh. you just sell it, you know, it's, it's different. So people would come to you more if they know that you are a pharmacist, you're trained as a pharmacist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, like the way we get trained in like my home country as a pharmacist is different, way different than how we are trained here. Um, you know, it's like not a master's equivalent degree, it's like lower, but mm -hmm. they are trained um, on more versatile topics, like how to use herbs and supplements and even injections are sold in the pharmacy. Mm -hmm. So like everything is much more available and I feel like they have a much like wider spectrum of the knowledge, whereas we have like very detailed knowledge about a lot of the prescription um, items not as detailed mm -hmm. about over the counters, barely anything about herbs and supplements. Of course, uh, I noticed that. I don't know if they're trained about herbs back in Kenya, but I did notice that with uh, our training here. I remember when we came to the natural medicines uh, topic, it was more of, well, we don't know the efficacy, we don't know if it works, we don't, the mechanism of action is you know, unknown, so, and there are no randomized controlled trials, so it was mostly, I felt like it was mostly something that was brushed off. I wouldn't, so whenever I recommended um, something that was a natural product to the customers, I always did mention that, you know, there was no guarantee there because there are no studies, and, yeah. you know, I think that was part of uh, our training that maybe needed a little bit more rejuvenation. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's always like, you know, because we don't know enough, it's better to just not recommend it because it can interfere with uh, real quote unquote medications mm -hmm. or impede or delay the process where somebody would need to ask for help and things like that. Um, and and then another thing is like a lot of these third party companies, um, they they're not regulated very well by the FDA. So unless there's like a reported problem, you won't know that as a consumer. So, um, you know, there's a couple of websites out there that like consumerlabs.com where you can yeah. check like how um, good do these companies test and measure up uh, of what they're marketing versus what's actually in, in the pills and the capsules. So, you know, it's like, um, a consumers or buyers beware kind of thing in, in some cases. Yes, and of course, another thing is practicing in, in the community. I don't think we ever, I don't think we make time to even go there. You know, there's hardly any time to do that. So uh, the, the customers are left to, you know, fend for themselves in this one. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them just do their own research and then, um, just come and buy what they feel like might work for them. But, you know, a lot of them don't even think to ask the pharmacist because they know the pharmacists aren't really trained on it. So mm -hmm. some of them go to specialized pharmacies just for that reason, or like to a health food shop, like GNC or like medicine shop. I don't know if you, if you have them uh, there. Yeah, we do have those here. I uh, just, uh, I, I, and I think most of the people there are not, trained either so some of the 
people people just get things you know that they don't know what's in them i think uh having um done some training with functional medicine i feel like there is a lot out there when it comes to these natural medicines or vitamins or herbs that you don't it's also not something you just pick up and take uh, it's a lot to it for instance i i saw a recipe for you know how to get past um, a sweet tooth right mm -hmm. so it's it included mixing a drink that you mix um a glutamate, you know, which is an amino acid, but you can't tell somebody who is stressed out or anxious, very anxious, or maybe even being treated for anxiety, to just take this amino acid, it's an excitatory amino acid, and they will be super excited. They, first of all, come back to you and say, I can't sleep, and I don't know that you've helped them because now they can't sleep and they're feeling awful, their condition's gotten worse. And so if these other uh, vitamin shops are recommending these other products, they don't know what else it can cause to somebody. So still people go out there and buy things, but they don't know what's in them. So it's one place that makes me think, oh, a pharmacist is still needed in this area. Yeah, I think so too. Like uh, you can search something on Google or Wikipedia or like somebody's blog, but you don't really know if they have the credentials to offer a guidance or advice. Yeah, yeah. And, and as pharmacists, we really need to also <clears throat> educate ourselves in that because, uh, you know, especially with our training, which didn't have a lot of natural medicines, it's something that we can do more because I mean, especially when it comes to like doing CEs, because you actually do learn more and go, oh my goodness, this is something new here. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you were practicing and, um, you know, how did you train to be a health coach? Why did you think that was important and how are you incorporating that? Sure. So, so I, after just observing my customers go, get uh, diagnosed with their chronic conditions, and one that sparked my interest more was my diabetic patient and being on so many medications and claiming how they just really did not want to take the medicine. Um, I just did uh, started doing research because I felt like there was something more. I mean, especially be, uh, having practiced for that amount of time, for 14 years, I started thinking there's got to be something more. How else can you come through for these patients? Because they're only taking medication and it's, it's, uh, and it's just a, a pill burden at this point. And there's nothing more they're doing or nothing else that they know to do. Because some of the calls I would receive were people asking, what am I going to eat because I've already taken my medicine when my blood sugar is so high or, <clears throat> or you know, can you recommend a vitamin I can take? And I wasn't trained to recommend a vitamin to take for diabetes. I mean, if you're diagnosed, uh, you're better off taking the medicine and then we can work other ways to help you. And, you know, do we can do other research, but we don't just recommend uh, uh, over-the-counter herbal products for your diabetes right off the back. And so I, I ran into health coaching. Actually, first I ran into functional medicine, which, you know, it's the study of, uh, of uh, root cause of the condition, of learning about the root cause of a condition. And I thought, uh, yeah, this is exactly what I would like to know. I'd like to counsel my clients and or teach them how of how they got here, because that's not something they are taught or told. And there's so many ways that they got to where they have this chronic illness. It didn't just happen. It, it's not that they, they didn't eat well and it happened. Something else went on in their body to cause that to happen. And then uh, I ran, so I, I enrolled in uh, functional medicine training. So I'm doing that one and it's really exciting. I'm learning a lot of things that 
uh, that I didn't see uh, learn in pharmacy school. Um, and then health coaching was by way of me figuring out how to help these clients have a, a more lasting change in their health, you know, because when they tell me I can't keep up with, or, you know, I, I noticed they were not, they were taking their medication, but they can't keep up with their uh, lifestyle changes. And, and this is how I saw myself come in to, to help cause a lasting behavior change for them. You know, I can provide uh, support and accountability for them to help them reach their goals. So currently I am creating this practice where um, I can encourage my clients to be active participants in their own health and stop being this passive recipients of medicine. And so I provide simple modalities that they can follow such as, uh, and since I'm dealing with people who are living with diabetes. So going back to what are they doing at home, take uh, inventory of what you're doing. Are you, where does the ex, what does your nutrition look like? You know, where does the extra carbohydrates come from? Where does your, <clears throat> or do you move, you know, exercising? Cause it's important. Maybe that's not something they're doing. Um, how, how is your sleep? What are your, what does your environment look like? That's what I go through with them to, to see what else is going on. Cause you see a lot of people live in the autopilot world, you know, you, you're, you're mostly, you already are maybe stressed from work. And on top of that, here you are having a, this diagnosis and you have to encompass all of this and make it work. So diabetes is like another thing you have to take care of in your life. So, you know, we take inventory and see how we can come in and help them um, and help them work to, you know, be able to take care of their diabetes and still live their lifestyle. Now, in terms of functional medicine, I think that's, uh, that's going to help with, uh, if I'm able to tell like get labs and I'm able to tell uh, somebody, okay, <clears throat> this is how your body's breaking down whatever you're inject, ingesting. And, um, you know, maybe this is where the challenge is, is you're not processing something this particular way. Uh, I think they'll want to listen and try again. So, you know, you're telling them maybe if I, maybe there is whatever, you know, because in functional medicine, we take labs. Maybe if I uh, take, maybe my environment has a lot of toxins and it's maybe plastics or whatever is in my system. And maybe if I reduce that part of it, you know, that would actually, uh, that will actually improve my condition. You know, so it's not about, oh, you'd need to go and work out and you need to go and um, uh eat this and that and get on a restrictive diet. It's also what else is going on that's causing you to get here. And I feel like this will encourage somebody to more into, to get more into their health and follow through versus just telling them to change their lifestyle. You know, it will be something more, more specific. Yeah. So which programs did you uh, use for the functional medicine and the health coaching trainings? I did use, um, I'm training with uh, Functional Medicine University and uh, it's, it's online, so it's convenient to do it as, you know, as much as you can. A lot of my uh, training is, I listen to the um, videos on while I drive and then, you know, if I, and then I go and look through the slides, of course, because I want to see, they have very, very interesting information, you know, all the, um, all the, uh, uh, the body, how the body breaks down, whatever you, you're taking in and how that translates to what you're lacking or what somebody needs to take. It actually tell, makes you wonder or tell, uh, or at least know that not everybody needs a multivitamin. Mm -hmm. There is 
a, a reason there's going to be a reason why somebody needs some multivitamin or needs whichever vitamin so it's not like a universal thing you you actually just need the one thing that your body needs and you can find out what it is it tells you how your body um Many, you know, the symptoms you're having, why you're having them, because you see, oh, this is why my body's producing this, and this is probably why I'm having this uh, symptom. And as a pharmacist, it's kind of a way to help you connect the dots, because we like connecting dots, of course. We, we like doing the research. I love going through a patient's chat, so I also love going through a patient's labs to see why are they struggling with this issue? Why are they presenting with this uh, symptom or side effect today? Yeah, And then um, for health coaching, I trained at the Health Coach Institute. Uh, it's a six month program and um, they have a lot of uh, protocols with uh, helping people with diabetes and heart disease and um, weight loss. But I enjoyed the diabetes one. It was such an eye opener. You know, you can teach clients how to take an inventory of what's going on in their life to actually help them improve their uh, condition. And soon enough, you'll find that they, they'll probably reduce their pill burden. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, uh, you know, pill burden, I think people are resistant to it because they know on some level that it's not good to like take these synthetic things uh, with the additives as well because it's a burden on your kidneys and your liver to detox and process all of these things and also it's like a reinforcement of the fact that there is something wrong with them so like taking the pill is just a reminder that they're like fixing something that's not right um mm -hmm. you know and they want to feel healthy without the pill yes and i think mostly that's where people who would work with me are there. They are at the point where they, they, they don't want to take the pill and they, they've got hope that there is something else they can do. And so they are ready to do that kind of work. You know, I, I remember recently going to, um, to a GI specialist because I struggle with acid reflux and the, the, you know, having struggled with that for a long time, it started when I was pregnant and that was 13 years ago and it just didn't go away. Wow. So I walked in and I just told him that I need to get off the reflux medication. I need to find what is going on uh, with me. I don't understand. And he explained to me that, um, you know, the medications for reflux, I have gotten a bad rap but they're necessary and that it's something that I would need to take you know long term if they don't find anything after performing an endoscopy you know so to me it's like the, the that's what the uh, patients are told basically beyond they're not given or told any other alternatives beyond this is what we found out and this is the treatment so um very few people end up going to look outside of the, what the doctor said and so here i'm telling them okay just what if you looked beyond that what if you found out that there's actually a reason something is happening so as my doctor told me that i would be taking the medication long term if they didn't find any <laughs> anything else that was wrong with me i you know we were like on two different pages and i was thinking oh yeah i'm gonna find out what's wrong with me if you don't <laughs> and so um, that's where i see my clients and i would like to come in and help with yeah yeah i mean like people like you said trust the medical professional opinion and they don't even think about getting a second opinion or seeing another a doctor or um you know maybe some alternative healers or modalities uh, i even speaking about stomach acid and reflux um chiropractors actually offer a lot of like you know actual physical guidance and support and like take a look at what is going on with your organs sometimes you can have a hiatal hernia or something that's like not diagnosed by an endoscopy but you can actually palpate that and 
um, help with the alignment of where things are supposed to be. So like the physical um, work, the physical body, we can find clues there. You know, the biology of our body, we can find clues there. Um, a person's like mood and stress and like outlook on, li on life can, and their spirit, um, mind-body medicine connection mm -hmm. to like source and meaning of life, that could have a whole other set of implications as well. So it's like uh, a, approaching a person as like this holistic um, person and looking in for the root causes and how to best support that individual person is not done commonly in, in today's medicine. It's mostly just like that protocol that you were mentioning, like you have these numbers and these levels, you do these, these medications at these doses, then you add on if it's not enough. So like we follow these very strict protocols rather than like asking more questions. Totally. And I've, I've noticed, um, I've actually noticed that I, prep, I personally use more holistic medicine <laughs> before pharmaceutical because I have seen a chiropractor for my reflux actually and um and and that was actually sparked by not because i knew that it, that's where i need to start from it's just that i i i went there for you know like i was a little bit stressed and they you know aligned my neck or something and it was like oh the stress is gone <laughs> and it felt like they, they just can do something before i can uh, start taking medication. I do remember a chiropractor who helped my daughter who was suffering from chronic sinus congestion and chronic ear infections. And she, 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 she was a, less than a year old and the doctor and she had suffered from enough, enough ear infections that the, the specialist was saying, oh, we're going to put in tubes. Mm. And here I am, I've never had any surgery on a child and I'm thinking, I don't know that I want to go that route. And I actually went to a chiropractor who aligned her, her back and she doesn't really have the congestion. I haven't, we haven't uh, used antibiotics in a year for ear infection. I mean, they were just, they, they were gone. The congestion is gone. We went through several, uh, you know, a monthly alignment for like three or four alignments and I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. And I'm thinking, yeah, I do suggest that for my clients as well. Just trying something else when they are at this point where they, they have taken medication, they don't want to take it and they say they don't want to take it, which at this point I do believe them because uh, it's just that they have not been given other options or, you know, or the doctors don't really know the other options because they're also trained to just follow the guidelines and protocols and that way they are, they lessen their chances of being sued really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I, you know, I love the patient advocacy piece where we educate on these other things. It's not like we're taking away from the efficacy or the need for some of these acute things that some people may need to turn to but there's so much more out there that can be done preventatively or uh, first line rather than yes. skipping over these like uh, modifications straight into pharmaceuticals. Or well, I think the, the, the reason the patients are trapped in that in there, as I said earlier, is they are, they do go to the doctor because now they have this <clears throat> symptom, but they don't go back to okay, what else could I have done before that? Because now I've treated that acute part of the condition uh, and, and, you know, just going back to say, okay, now what do I do? What else is there that I can do? And, you know, I guess us living in the autopilot world, nobody makes time to do that. And that's kind of where I'm encouraging my clients to go. Yeah, I think something you mentioned earlier, too, about the fact that you moved here and everything in the pharmacy world is different because and even in the way we eat, it's all based on convenience and like saving time and going to drive throughs or buying the processed stuff at the grocery store instead of like having a fresh local market. You know, just the way things are done is like purely for convenience, but the risks and implications are hidden in these conven conveniences 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're uh, you're gaining convenience and saving time, but you're also losing something. You're uh, losing like that vitality and health uh, of the food that's like grown freshly and locally, and that would take time for yourself to go and like harvest and prepare in your own kitchen with love. You know, like mm -hmm. all those things. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, it's a trade-off. You know, you, um, we get here because of this fast-paced gratification life yes it takes time and work to get out of that also oh my it's gonna take a lot but yeah i think uh if somebody's aware of what they want to do they will definitely get there you just have to get people to to, to spark their knowledge that there is this option out there and they will most of them will follow through i think yeah <laughs> you know? i think like asking more questions as a patient is, uh, you know, and also asking more questions as a practitioner um, as to what aligns with the patient's like belief systems, mm -hmm. are they willing to do, um, you know, instead of jumping to the conclusion that a pill or like a surgery is the way to go, um, adjusting to what the patient's preferences are in the way they want to be treated and in the way they want to uh, modify their lifestyle. Oh, yeah, very important. Yeah. Yeah. So how does your practice look like now? Are you opening up like an independent practice or are you incorporating this into your community pharmacy role? So I'm still practicing in the community pharmacy and um, my practice is uh, virtual right now. I'm just doing this in addition uh, to my regular uh, practicing in the community. And, but my, my goal is to, to work with a practitioner and get into, or get into a um, collaborative practice mm -hmm. agreement where I'm able to order labs because there, there's some restrictions when you practice as a fun, in, in functional medicine and the things you can do. So if I get a practitioner who will work with me and uh, will be able to order labs, I can, help, I can help my clients in that way. And that's uh, what I'm working towards right now as well. I also am trying to work with um, <clears throat> chiropractors and uh, all the other natural or alternative medicine practitioners uh, to help manage their, uh, their clients. And um, besides that, I'm just uh, building it up because I just started uh, this year and uh, just uh, getting word out uh, through several talks and uh, webinars and just uh, through workshops. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, if you have just a few more minutes, I have some rapid fire questions for us. Okay. All right. So what's your number one advice for people to improve their quality of life right now? Um, take 10 minutes off to yourself every, every day. Um, as a mom, it's the difficult thing for me to do. So whenever I have that time where you, you're not scrolling, you're, you have 10 minutes to just, you know, take inventory of, your day, how it's going and what's going on. I think just taking time to yourself and see how you can change whatever is going through the day that will get you a, a little bit, of, uh, will get you to a different mood, a better mood. So yeah. Yeah, that's so relevant. And I think that's also very much like frowned upon in our society that um, you know, you're being lazy, you're not productive, like you're taking a break, you know, don't relax, like that's the general attitude. Like I feel guilty when I, uh, you know, take some time to myself. And then, you know, you just wonder why that is because like, it's okay, we're allowed to take a break. We need to rest, you know, like yeah. we need to sleep, we need to have time to ourselves and uh, you shouldn't feel guilty about that. Like it's yeah. a necessary thing and only after resting and recovering can you like go on and face other challenges. You can't just always be on, you know, drive mode. 
completely. Because even when I practice, uh, sometimes it's taking a break. <laughs> it feel, I've run into people who say, oh, I don't usually take a break because that makes me lag behind in my work. And I, have, I do appreciate taking a break. It's very necessary. Yeah, you get like a second wind of energy rather than, you know, like droning on like super long and slow because oh, yeah. it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. All right, um, number two, what is your favorite hobby or pastime? Definitely Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> I would sit there and play and I'll feel so fulfilled. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, and uh, what is your favorite beverage? Tea. I, we drink that as a pastime, and I'm so used to it. I haven't, it's a habit I haven't let go. It's black tea, actually. <laughs> it's got a lot of caffeine, but uh, we drink it with, we, ha- we add some milk in it, so real milk, not creamers. But uh, we drink it breakfast, after lunch, after dinner, just sitting around. It's the thing we drink. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I mean, that's very uh, prominent in my culture, too. It's like after every meal, you have some tea, usually mm-hmm. also some sweets. Maybe that's why some people like that, because they get the sweet part with the, with the tea. But um, just like the ritual of it is really nice. To, like, yeah, I haven't let that one go. <laughs> yeah. It also like uh, certain teas like help you digest, um, you know, and even like the bitter flavor in the tea and the or some people like coffee, the bitter like help you move food down and digest according to um, Chinese medicine and the, and the taste mm. so well. Maybe that's why we drank it because it's really bitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I want to um, also offer you the chance to introduce where people can find you and look for you online or on your website or where you host your webinars. Please let us know about that. I am um, on Facebook and on LinkedIn, and um, I also have a website, thewellnesspathfinders.com. My webinars are, I mostly will host them on Zoom, but I will advertise them on those platforms. Awesome. Yeah, so I'll include all those information and links on the show notes. So everybody can um, go ahead and reach out to Dr. Esther. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your journey and your wisdom with us. And I look forward to uh, connecting in the future. Thank you for inviting me and allowing me to share my story to you and your uh, listeners. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Alrighty. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Raw Fork Podcast, and I truly hope you enjoyed the show. If you learned something new from it, I would really appreciate if you can give us a five-star rating and a sincere review so that more people can find it across the podcast platforms. To get in touch with me, please go on rawfork.com or email me directly at marina at rawfork.com. Take good care and I'll see you back here next week.